Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Our prayers to the families of those injured who suffered another terror attack in St. Cloud and also in New York and New Jersey. These are getting closer, more frequent, and the virus of radical and political Islam continues to spread. And... I hope if there's nothing we learn also this week, look, in Minneapolis and Minnesota, there has been no region that has, I think, had more money dumped into it by Homeland Security for counter-radicalization and engaging the community than that area. And by the way, again, just look it up. Look at the Council on American Islamic Relations, or better called American Islamist Radicalization, and see what they've said in response to these, I think, already profoundly neutered programs called CVE, Countering Violent Extremism, which should be CVI. If they were not neutered, they would be real, which is Countering Violent Islamism. But no, they didn't like that at all. They sent a message, their Somali community head of CARE Minnesota, who got a, a bunch of workers in Colorado to lose their jobs, because he had them walk off the assembly line because they couldn't pray five times a day and cause chaos in an assembly line as they try to do so, only to 30, 40 days later have them beg to get their jobs back. This same guy now has been protesting the CVE programs in Minneapolis, and sure enough, here we have an attack from a radical. And sure enough, we've had 40 go and fight with Shabab in Somalia and ISIS and other places. So the thing to learn here is that the program is just not working. The community is not engaged. They're actually trying to engage the arsonists, those who are spreading the ideas that radicalize our community. So when you're trying to fight fires, you don't engage the arsonists. And that's what we're doing at Homeland Security. And Minnesota should prove that. How many times do we need to prove? This isn't just one guy that got through and tried to kill nine in St. Cloud. No. This is over 40 that have gone. This is a failed program. This is programs that are being rejected by the leadership, which should prove that it's not the programs that are bad, but rather the leadership they're engaging that need to be marginalized and ignored. And the programs actually need to be tougher. We need to engage Muslim reformers. And there are folks in the Somali community that we've talked to that barely have the funds they need in Minneapolis. 
a friend of ours in the reform movement, Omar, who's from there, has tried to get some of this done. Another Somali featured in the New York Times did cartoons talking about kids that should emulate the Prophet Muhammad in fighting radicalism and extremism. These are not care programs. These are countering violent Islamism programs that nobody hears about. And they're in that area, but completely underpowered. That's what we should be having a conversation about right after these events. No, what we're hearing about is George Soros in Europe deciding to dump half a billion dollars into helping refugees. And I think from a humanitarian perspective, that's laudable. But that money's not going to go to teaching them German or French nationalism or teaching them secular law and how to reject and reform Sharia law that they bring with them or their tribalism or their inability to critique tribal clerical leaders. No, that's just going to go to give them food and shelter and institutionalize their grievances and racialize their identities and prevent any criticism of Islam and Islamism and actually empower ideas like Islamophobia. That's what we see happening with Media Matters, Center for American Progress, and other far-left think tanks with Soros money behind it. That's what's going to happen. But it's not just the Soros Foundation, but corporations now, many in Europe, are lining up to help these refugees, and that's great. We have all of us, especially those of us who are from Syria, have family that are affected by this, and we thank them for their humanitarian passion and compassion. But I have to tell you, if you really want to love the refugee population, we love all of them, not only Muslim, but Christian, Yazidi, atheist, secular, Druze, and others. We give them tough love and expect them to, if they're going to come to America or France or Canada, they need to embrace our values first and foremost. We should not be engaged in a national fratricide where we let people come in who reject our values and want to destroy it either from within in a civilizational jihad or spread evangelically their ideas of da'wah or Islamic spread of their milit of their pre-militant, the precursors of political Islam. And that's where we've been weak. We've been ignoring the precursors. We've been ignoring the nonviolent jihad that becomes violent jihad. We've been ignoring the nonviolent anti-Semitism that becomes anti-Semitic violence against Jews. And the nonviolent homophobia that becomes violence against the gay community the nonviolent misogyny that becomes honor violence and honor killings. On and on. This week we found German Chancellor Angela Merkel doing a mea culpa on the some million, I think, refugees that she accepted into her country, saying that if I could turn back time for many, many years to better prepare for this, Why is that? Well, she sees her political hide at stake. And she saw the sonic boom that she accepted. But still, they don't realize that the the reason the people are responding, as they did in Brexit, with a national identity response is the, the influx 
of those coming in are not just simply refugees. These are not political refugees. They are simply escaping a war. And when you accept refugees, you should only accept political ones that believe in your system over the one they left. Or provide camps that allows them to stay until they go back. And they can go anywhere, not just Germany, but they should go to Saudi Arabia or other countries that maybe they share their values with. But no one's talking about ideological vetting. And our Muslim reform movement has a two-page declaration that could be used. In one of these podcasts a few weeks ago, as you may remember, I did a mock interview with a Abdul who I think could have been used as sort of a template of how to start some of these conversations. But unfortunately, the huge influx, too fast, too many, is dividing these countries and is going to start to create war on the streets. And I think that's what's happened in New York and elsewhere. Now, I know, I know, uh, Rahani was an Afghani citizen of America, of, of Afghani origin. Adan and, and Minnesota also had been here many years and was radicalized here in America, was not a refugee None of these have been Syrians. So on the one hand, I think that's important to highlight because it should tell you that when they're coming here, I believe they realize the beauty that is America, that is giving them freedom that they can't get in their own country. But then when they get here, they get swooped up by the Islamists, by the cares and the impacts and the medical Muslim advocates and the ICNAS, the Islamic Circle of North America. They get swooped up by them and told the old conspiracy theories. They get swooped up by these groups that are working with foreign governments like Iran and Saudi Arabia, hand in hand, and apologizing and teaching them their Wahhabi, Salafi jihadism, the mentality of separatism, the hate for Western systems. And the rest of us secularists, us reformers, don't have the organizational capacity to bring these immigrants in. So slowly, the mosques they go to, the Islamic organizations that claim to speak on their behalf and defend their rights, end up radicalizing them, while the White House from the bully pulpit and the Secretary of Homeland Security and others also radicalize them by telling them that they are treated like third-class citizens in this country that's no longer wonderful and great, but in a country that has... Hashtag Black Lives Matters movements happening and and hashtag Clockboy and all these other grievance mills that are exaggerated. They're never reminded of the beauty of the freedom and the Constitution that is unparalleled in any Muslim majority country. And it radicalizes them. It starts them on that stage, first stage of self-identification with the jihadi movement. And these are all stages of jihadism. You go from being at home and watching it to going into the field, onto the st- in the stands of the stadium and cheering it, and then onto the field as a jihadi. And not all of them end up on the field. Most of them stay at home. Some of them end up in the stadium, and a few of them end up on the field. But the jihadism, the jihadization is clear. And the NYPD report on radicalization in the West did talk about that I have copies of it. It's available online somewhere, but it defi- despite it being removed from the public space because 
again, of these grievance groups that don't want us talking about using terms like jihadization or Islamization. And this week I testified to the House Homeland Security Committee, Subcommittee on Oversight Management, about why these terms are important and why identifying the Islamist ideology is key. You're listening to Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser. The Blaze Radio Network.